Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning to everyone, and Brandon Kremborg with you for another edition of On The Pace. And uh, for our regular listeners who might be thinking, this is a little bit odd, where's Brittany Graham? I can tell you that, uh, unfortunately for Brit. Uh, with all of those storms in the Queensland area, particularly around the Gold Coast and Brisbane, uh, she's had the power and the uh, the phone service knocked out for uh, the foreseeable future. So hopefully she's back on deck tomorrow. But in the meantime, we're going to not only review yesterday's feature racing out of both Leeton and Bathurst, but also have a chat with uh, the man of the moment who pretty well stole the show, Harrison Ross. Four winners from four drives. And of course... The, uh, the Leeton Breeders' Plate was uh, where we saw or where we first fe- focused our attention yesterday. Mr Bondi for Blake Jones, who was kind enough to join us, did get that job done. And it was a pretty dominant win in the end. He won by a considerable space. So Blake Jones and Mr Bondi, he was pretty confident on the pace yesterday and he got the job done there. Others down the track were Dunsbrook and Leneth and uh, they filled the minor money, but it was Mr Bondi, and it was pretty well his show from the start. He jumped, he led, and he won. At Bathurst last night, the Shirley Turnbull Memorial was all about the young drivers, and uh, as I said, Harrison Ross with four, Jack Brown with his first group success for Jason Grimson and Sia Ard in the feature, and Taylor Osmond as well was able to score very late on with Bon George, and that was a maiden going into a big two-year-old feature race, the uh, futurity for the Bathurst Gold or the uh, Bathurst Gold Crown Sale Final was at the last event. There were only four in it, but that was a uh, that was a really interesting event. So was the Shirley Turnbull Memorial. Jack Brown made a uh, big move at the 1200 metre point to put Sia Art in the race, put it on the front end. It was a decisive move in the end, and this was the way the last couple of hundred metres played out. 200 metres left to go. It's Sia Art. Kanita Provlima takes the inside run. Then comes Balraj and also Typo, which is not going to wear back the margin as Sia Art goes into overdrive. And Sia Art wins the Shirley Turnbull Memorial, beats Typo Star Major and Kanita Provlima for fourth. Then Smithy's Terror next over Balraj from also Firestorm Red. So that was the Shirley Turnbull Memorial concluding stages and Sia Art, well, the punters did a lot of damage on the fixed odds trade and it was great to see big, big pools with uh, the first four in New South Wales, a, a real mammoth pool with that, uh, with that offer from Tab as well that was uh, taken up by a lot of the punters. As I said, Harrison Ross, four winners over the, uh, over the card and he won the first three back to back to back and then had some further success in race number eight. He joins us this morning. Harry, good morning to you. Have you been able to come down off uh, off that really good performance last night? Yeah, good morning to you too, BK. Um, yeah, it was a pretty fine feel like. Yeah, it was uh, absolutely it was absolutely absolutely terrific, and to to see you not only uh, not only drive the big the the winners, but on a big night as well was uh, was a great. Uh, a great showcase of what you can do on the track. Let's wind our minds all the way back to the start of your career because I think I'm right in saying this is your first go at radio and uh, we're going to hear a little bit about the career of Harrison Ross so far. And I was just talking to you earlier in the day and you didn't take the traditional road through the through the mini trots. You picked it up cold. Just tell us a little bit how you got into the game and uh, and sort of what your first job was. 
Yeah, and nah, um, my family sort of owned Gallus's, and I started out at the Gallus track, actually, and I met um, Sam Hewitt out there, and he got me, yeah, he told me to come out here to the trots, and I sort of started with him, and um, from there, I sort of, yeah, come on to Brad Stables, and... Obviously, uh, obviously, when you were working, or, uh, did you work at the Gallops, or was it just you went out there as a uh, as a bit of a an interest, an interested party, a bit of a, a watcher and a punter, or did you actually have a, uh, a a role at the Gallops out there at Goulburn? Yeah, I actually did. I start, I was working there. For, I started Scotty Collins when I was about thirteen. I was sort of giving him a hand on weekends and after school. And obviously, when uh, when you were helping out. Did, did you ever did you ever get on the back of the uh, the gallopers or was it just a case of you know sort of uh, stable duties and and that sort of that sort of deal? Um, I sat on one, but that's about as far as I ever come to riding one. <laughs> was it uh, was it a, a it obviously would have been very different to the to the trotters? Did you uh, did you just sort of get on the back of one and say no, that's not for me, or did the opportunity just come at the right time with with the Hewitt boys? Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd probably say that opportunity has come at the right time with the Hilt boys, and yeah, I was looking for something to do, and yeah, that was the path I chose. You've obviously been well travelled uh, throughout your career. You went down to Tasmania for a stint, and that probably wasn't the best fit uh, in terms of in terms of that uh, not only not only being away from home, but also just uh, just learning your craft. It was a bit of a, a tricky situation there. Yeah, no, it was yeah, definitely a bit of an eye-opener and, and experience. But, yeah, no, I sort of just missed home too much towards the end of it. So once you got back home, you were, uh, you were working for, for Brad. Did he, uh, did he sort of did he pick you up relatively quickly or, uh, or were you sort of looking around for a, for a bit of a, a start and he was, he was good enough to give you one? No, I sort of, yeah, I'd only been back probably two or three days and, yeah, he was good enough to give me a start and, yeah, never looked back since. Terrific that uh, Brad Hewitt's been able to teach you, and he's a great bloke to learn off. Not only has he uh, has he won the the big group ones on his resume, but he's also a, a really uh, a really good bloke to give plenty of uh, plenty of learners and plenty of youngsters good starts. Yeah, no, there's no better people to learn off than Brad and Dave, and he's the first one to give me a tray, but he's the first one to congratulate me at the same time when I've done something wrong. Well, hopefully the sprays don't come too often because I know that he's uh, I know that he's good for one when uh, when eventually well if if you do have a uh, a steer that's not so good we move up to uh, we move up to last night and uh, of course to to that point in your career you'd only been on a couple of hundred runners and you'd had thirty four successes that now makes it thirty eight and we started with race number one my crackling Rosie and what a great type she is and she went a twenty six nine quarter for the first part of the race and was still able to hold off some really strong challenges from Ali Berto, which is an ex-Kiwi, and also Sabella Shannon, which had just had the cold drop on you. But she did enough and she's a very classy type. Yeah, no, Scotty's always had a very high opinion of her as a young horse and things just never went right there early on in uh, the season. And, yeah, he gave her a bit of time and she's come back this season. He got absolutely airborne. Just tell us a little bit more about the thoughts through that race because you'd run that 26.9 it's only a 55 race and you didn't necessarily get a big breather through the middle they were they were okay fractions sub 30 they were 29 8 and another 29 so were you thinking when you got to the top of the straight gee this is going to be a a long run home or were you pretty well confident that if uh, if 
the horse ran to expectation, she was still going to win. Uh, yeah, we obviously done a bit of work early, and it was always in the back of my mind, but I just know how tough she was. I knew Luke's horse was always going to be thereabouts. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to tough him up the straight, but yeah, she's a fighter. She, she didn't want to lose Jessie. And she paid 4.40 fixed odds after opening up as a favourite and beat Ali Berto, which was very well tried. Then we jumped to race number two, and this was a race that was really well rated for you out in front. You were able to get a real big lungful of air through the middle part of the race, and Dead's Edition showed its quality at 12s. Yeah, no, nah, she's definitely just a better mare. If she finds the front, she's just nearly unbeatable. Um, her last couple of starts have been good, just had no luck, but yeah, last night when she got to the front, I was pretty confident. Tell us about driving for Neil Day. He's obviously a legend of the sport and his contribution to uh, the Goulburn area has always has always been noted. But just uh, just in terms of driving for Neil, is he uh, is he another one of these uh, these guys who's you know really willing to give up his time and uh, and potentially you know give a give a steer to a youngster? Yeah, no, it's a privilege to uh, be able to drive for Neil. He's uh, first one to give me advice if I need it. Um, yeah. I'm pretty fortunate that Neil's there been able to bring on a couple of nice horses. And of course, you got three winners for Neil Day, and the next one was another. An ex Bathurst horse, too, Baxter Red, paid $2.20. And I don't know if you've gone back and watched the replay, Harry, but when, uh, when all of those runners back in the field wanted to take the same run, it looked as though they all got in each other's way. You were keen to run this horse right out in front and, and stay out of all that trouble back in the field, and that was the winning move. Yeah, I may have watched it once or twice, but um, yeah, no, he's a horse, big, yeah, big long striding bugger. He likes to be up, up front and rolling, and I sort of thought he's from the 800, we may as well play catch me if he can, and that's what we did. Tell us about what you were feeling after you'd won three back to back to back, because you know you would have thought, well, I've sort of done the job now, and you still had one to go, and that was Yum Cha. Yeah, no, I was yeah pretty happy with three, and yeah, I didn't think the night could get much better than that. And then it did. We went to the last race, and Yum Cha for uh, for Neil Day again. It was it was one of these races where it had been on pace all night. The the runners had jumped, had led, had won, and you were the first driver to defy the pattern and be able to come four wide and run over the top of horses that had been in good form. Yeah, no, um, it been racing pretty well. Um, bit of a drop back in grade last night. So the, I went back to the fence. I was free fence. I sort of wasn't sure what that was the place to be, but. I was able to push off around the corner and yeah, the rest is history. You were you were saying to me at, at Wagga a couple of or even just last week that it, you know you were you were feeling a little bit a little bit downhearted. You felt like it had been a tough week, and it just is a testament at how quickly the fortunes change in this game, no doubt. Yeah, that sort of race, and you have the ups and downs, but you got to take them as they come, I suppose. And obviously, uh, being a, a junior driver, just tell us a little bit about that sort of dynamic as well, because you know there are there are weeks where you have sort of pretty skinny books, and there are weeks where you have really big, uh, really big wide open books, as you did last night. And just give us an insight into that sort of that sort of life, and and what it is to be a junior driver in harness racing. Yeah, no, since I brought this new claim rule in, it, yeah, it's been it, it helps these juniors out big time. Like, before, probably 12 months ago, you go on the races with one or two drives. Now you're you going there five or six sometimes. Um, yeah, it's helped, helped us out a lot. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a good initiative from, from Harness Racing New South Wales to, 
to keep the youngsters coming through the uh, the ranks. You're only 19 yourself, and I think it's I think it's fantastic that we get not only uh, not only group level success last night for Jack Brown, but also you getting four winners, and that was uh, they were the real stories out of last night. I think I'm right in saying your first treble was at Golden a couple of weeks ago, and you were able to surpass it last night. Is that the uh, is that the moment out of all the racing that we've had this year that you were you were probably most proud of and and you know gave you the best feel? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, last night was a pretty big thrill to be able to get four. Yeah, that's the best moment of the season, I'd say. All right, tell us what the next twelve months looks like for you in terms of what you're what you're aiming for, because there's no doubt that you've got some talent on the track and. What are you? What are you hoping to do over the next twelve months to to capitalise not only on the junior claim but also you know building your your own name as a as a driver in your own right? Um, I probably haven't put too much about it, BK, but probably I'd say to drive there fifty winners and maybe my first Saturday night winner next year would be a goal of mine. Excellent, and uh, yeah, once you once you get those fifty winners, it really does open up the the way the licensing works for all of our listeners who who don't sort of who don't follow the uh, the real operations of harness racing is you get your C-class licence to start with, and Harry will correct me if I'm wrong here, but you get your C-class to start sort of trial driving and, and getting into it, and then a B-class, which allows you to drive all of the all of the meetings bar the metros, and then, as Harry said, he'll look to get his A-grade and drive a Saturday night winner. Hopefully that's all uh, all right, Harry. Is that is that the way it works? Yeah, no, that's, yeah, no, that's all right. already got me A-grade, now I just got to try and... Drive a Saturday night winner. Excellent. Well, we'll be uh, we'll all be cheering for you to do so, mate. And uh, I really do think that coming through the next twelve months, I don't think you'll drive one Saturday night winner. I think you'll drive a boatful, particularly with uh, with Brad Hewitt and the quality of his stable. Just quickly, tell us about driving for a stable of that quality, because as far as as far as it goes, he's got Group One winners left, right, and centre. We saw that he won. The uh, the three year old breeders challenge with Captain Knock. He's got Typo. He's got Majestic Trio as well, which is a pretty good trotter as well. So you're getting experience across both of the gates. Yeah, no, um, yeah, everything he takes the race, he's just got to respect. Um, even just driving him track work, it's a pretty good thrill sit behind some of these high quality horses he's got in work. Absolutely, and I'm I'm so glad that uh, that you've been able to to really mark 2023 as, uh, as a breakout year for you. Harry, uh, obviously, hope you have a great new year and uh, we'll be catching up, no doubt, throughout 2024 as you uh, continue, to, continue to develop into uh, the driver that I think there's plenty of wraps on you being. Yeah, thanks, BK. You too, mate. All right, there's Harry Ross. And uh, as I say, four winners on the card last night. What a uh, terrific, what a terrific achievement for anyone, let alone it being a junior driver making his way through. We also saw racing out of Dubbo last night, just very quickly. Hall Stitched Up was the winner of the Jared Yeo Memorial. That was the feature race last night at Dubbo. The first leg of the quaddy beat Sporty Mary, who was uh, a, a second elect, that, or sorry, the uh, the favourite at $1.85. So a great drive from Matt Rue and, and a trading performance from Andrew Hall. And as I say, Albion Park last night was really savage by weather. We didn't get any racing out of there. So hopefully we uh, see a little bit more of the racing out of Queensland today. Redcliffe has an eight racer. And the New South Wales meeting is Tamworth. And they have nine to contend with. The 
Normie Moran Memorial is the favourite, and Tom Ison, who is uh, pretty well the king of Tamworth. He drives winners there, left, right and centre. He draws the inside, and he's been traded 11s into 260. So there's plenty of confidence about that particular runner at Tamworth this afternoon. First gets going at uh, three minutes past six, so it's a twilight meeting at Tamworth. And uh, the first leg of the quaddy, that big trade about King of Cool for Tom Ison, does look to be very hard to beat drawing the side. Also trials today from uh, Bathurst, and uh, I think there'll be some uh, some good horses trialling as well. We've seen over the last couple of weeks plenty of these very, very early season sort of yearlings come two-year-olds over the next few days stepping out on the track and they've been running good time as well so the Bathurst trial is definitely worth watching and uh, I think we're going to see a couple of these uh, these early season runners come out in the green trial the last at a quarter past six on the pace uh, back tomorrow with uh, plenty of more winners and tips and hopefully you can find a couple at Tamworth tonight if you're playing in New South Wales. As I say, Redcliffe and Shepherd in the night meetings right around the uh, right around the eastern seaboard. But on the pace back tomorrow, and look forward to uh, finding plenty of winners as we have two meetings at Penrith for the foreseeable future. And then Maitland, the inner city pace, we continue to gear up towards that feature on Saturday night. More of Sky Sports Radio after these messages.